This is the Man Up Podcast, the doctor's guide to men's health. Each week on our podcast, we interview the top specialists of the field on various topics in men's health. You have questions that you are too afraid to ask? We have the answers. This week, our episode is titled Masturbation Myths, Why No Fap Is No Good. I'm Dr. Kevin Chu, and I'm joined as always with my co-host, Dr. Justin Dubin. What's up, Justin? How you doing, man? I'm doing good, Kev. We're, we are, we're recording this on Sunday night. Uh, tomorrow we'll release the pod, and uh, it's NBA Finals, and oh, I'm yeah. pumped, man. Dude, the, you the know, first game was great. I thought the first game was great. That, so the games for the last series have been horrible. They were just blowouts either way. This was a good game, even though, you know, they Boston ended up winning by 10, but it was an awesome game. I am all in on the Warriors. I do not want the Celtics to win. What I, I completely agree. I mean, I grew up Pittsburgh. We, we cheered on Kobe in Philadelphia. So, you know, I, I'm a Lakers fan and I cannot stand to see them Celtics win. But, you know, we'll see if the Warriors can pull it out. You know, the Celtics got a good team. Uh, we'll see. They have a very good team, but this is one of those things where all my friends are big sell. All my college friends are all like from the New England area. All the I Boston can't fans. Stand. <laughs> I, Boston people don't need to win anything anymore. Okay, I don't even care. They had Tom like, Brady. They got. They, they had them all. The I don't Bruins. want them to win anything. I don't want them to win any the Red Sox. You know, listen. Let's go Warriors. That's all I'm going to say. I think they get, they need to pull off a win tonight. Tonight, because if they don't, they're in a lot of trouble. I completely agree. I, th- I think no team that's gone 0-2 in there like, that lost their home games ever won the final. So they, as they and you shouldn't, out. you shouldn't win. That, you don't true. deserve to win. That's I mean, true. honestly, you don't deserve to win. That's so true. I'm, I'm I'm excited, and so so we uh, let's get into it though today. Yeah. So this idea of you know semen retention, masturbation is what we're going to be talking with with Dr. Ashley Winter, and it's a really great interview, and we had a lot of fun and learned a lot. Um, but I think this kind of all stems off of this idea of misinformation on social media platforms, right, Kev? It's it's become a big issue. Yeah, you know, I mean, <clears throat> on a lot of these platforms, you know, there's really no ver- you know, verification of, you know, where this information is coming from. You can say what you want to say, and you can spread it out to a lot of people. You know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, both me and Justin, we were, we were out at, uh, you know, the annual urological conference, and you know, Justin was able to share a lot. He's done a lot of good pioneer, you know, groundwork on, you know, social media and misinformation. So, you know, Justin was able to share this information in a press release, um, uh, you know, talk. Uh, Justin, you want to share some of the information, like basically what you found? Yeah, for sure. But I think it's important that our listeners do have some kind of baseline and understanding of why this stuff is important. And, you know, first off, in 2021, 72% of U.S. adults uh, used at least one social media site. That includes 66% of adult men. Um, And this obviously during the pandemic increased a lot. There was, compared to the pre-pandemic numbers, there was a 40 to 70% increase in users using, you know, information or seeking information via digital online platforms. And really it's, it's, out there now. And a lot of people are going to, to these social media platforms to get their information. Most people, you know, 71% of people are actually on TikTok. Adults are on, that, that's in, I'm crazy. sorry. Or, I'm not on TikTok, TikTok, Instagram. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Okay. I was 70, like, wow. <laughs> 71% of adults are on, on, uh, uh, age 17 through 29 are, are, are on, are on Instagram and, okay. and it's, 
you know, and it has a billion, over 1 billion monthly users. And TikTok has over 1 billion monthly users as well. So there's a lot of people using these platforms. And what we did was, you know, because I was worried and we are all worried because we anecdotally have seen bad things happen to people who follow something that they've read or watched online is we kind of wanted to look at how accurate this information is. So we looked at several men's health topics on, on uh, TikTok and Instagram, looking at testosterone, erectile dysfunction, male infertility, vasectomy, uh, Peyronie's disease, and semen retention. And we found that overall, all of the, the data is very, very poor. The quality is poor. A lot of it, the majority, of, in fact, is not accurate at all. And one of the problems is the people that are giving this information on these platforms are mostly not doctors. By far, by far, these people are not even healthcare providers. Only a small percentage, less than one quarter of these people are healthcare providers. And yet, what are they? They're giving advice. I think they're just, you know, when it comes to semen retention and stuff like that, it's literally just random dudes. And I don't (laughs) understand, like, you have guys, like, talking about it and um, saying the potential benefits, but you, you never really see these people who are claiming to practice it. Like, there's no data. There's no true data. They just make these claims. And, you know, it it's problematic, right? That, that people, and and when it comes to men's health, and this is why it's important is that guys don't want to talk about these things, right? Mm -hmm. Like they'd rather go online and figure out and solve a problem by themselves because that's what guys do. We don't read the instructions. We don't do these kinds of things until we mess it up the first time. Unfortunately, when you mess it up the first time, when it comes to your, your health, yeah. That could be more detrimental than you not building, you know, the Ikea furniture correctly. <laughs> so, so, so these are things that you have to be aware of and, and can be really problematic. And, and then that's, and that's what we want people to be conscious of. And that's why we created this podcast, you know? I, I completely agree. And it, you know, what's crazy is, you know, with these TikTok videos now, like, we're flipping through these things and they're, they're like, you know, 15 seconds, 20 seconds. They're really fast, you know, s- snippets of information that's being sent to you. And that's that's tough. Like medicine in, in health is not something that you can send in these quick things uh, to fully understand it, you know. And that's so, uh, you know, and so, uh, you know, I think that's why Justin, me and you do this, this podcast. We try to share this information in an easy fashion, in a way that's easy for our listeners to digest it. Um, and listen when they want to, you know, but there's, you know, it, it takes a discussion. It's not just, Hey, look, 15 seconds. I can tell you everything you need to know about erectile dysfunction. No way. No way. That's no just way, not possible. Dude. You know, you're right. And, and, but this is the reality of the situation is that, you know, people don't want to read information mm, anymore. They right. want to watch or oh. they want to listen yeah. to information. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't have the capacity or energy anymore to sit down and truly read something. We do have the time to watch things or, you know, you're listening to a podcast while you're cooking, while you're driving, while you're doing something else. It's always about being efficient with your time. And so, you know, it's important that people out there listening to this understand that, you know, so although these platforms are there to 
create content. It is not their responsibilities to create accurate content. And that's where, that's where we come in, right? Like people go on these platforms because they want to get followers. They want to get, they put their content out there, but they really don't care about, I mean, that's a lot of people. Some people do, right? There are healthcare providers. There are doctors on there that do care. But there is a good percentage of people out there who just put out information just to put out information, whether it's accurate or not, or there's other agendas, whether it's money, pushing a product, stuff like that. So you really need to be aware when you're looking online for social uh, online and using social media for, for your health information. And you kind of have to take a step back and say, what is who is this person? What, what are they telling me? Why are they telling me this? Do I feel like this is a trusted source? And it, if I have a question or I'm not sure, what should they do? What should, what should people who are trying to figure out their stuff and they don't know about a source online, what should they do, Kevin? Uh, well, they should it's search read it. my mind. They should no, search. it's a read my mind <laughs> thing. It was like, they should go, go talk with their, their actual doctors. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good point. Good point. But, I, I think my you put, bad. but, but you put that in a, in, a, in a beautiful way though, right? Like, you know, the things that you listen to, even to us, to me and you, Hey, you know, look, you should probably, you know, do a little Google search, you know, make sure that we're not just a bunch of people just BSing here. You know what I mean? It's It's very true. Am I a doctor? Are you a doctor? I don't know. But hey, look, that's why the internet's also beautiful and that you can find information to see that, you know, the sources that you're hearing it from are, you know, more credible, more trustworthy, you know? know, I I totally agree. I think, I think it's a great point. And, um, you know, you do have the freedom to do your own research, but, um, there is a point where sometimes, you know, you're out of your realm and it's okay. Like I, 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 I've sent Kevin videos. I'm like, yo, is this real? Like, is this true? Like even I can true, it can fool us even I, you know, so, so, so it is not that easy to sometimes distinguish real information from fake information. Um, I mean, and sometimes it's unintentional. I mean, when we, when you first, you know, when, you know, I didn't even know anything about this semen retention and you sent me this video and you're like, look at this, this is crazy. <laughs> you know? And I was like, this is crazy. And then you look at the number of people that have watched it and who I, you know, I'm assuming agree with it. You're like, this is insane. You know, it's, it's, you know, there's, it's, it's important for doctors to be aware that this stuff's out there. And that's another reason why we have to be on social media as well, because I guarantee if I wasn't on TikTok, you know, looking at like men's health stuff, I would never have figured out what semen retention is because doctors don't know about this stuff. Right. Unfortunately. Well, we know, we know about health things as we talk about masturbation, we talk about those in in relation to those things, but sometimes these terms and concepts are you know, more nuanced. And these right. are things that we actually have to evolve with as well. So, you know, it's important to bring these things up to your doctor if you're not sure or familiar and, and we can at least give you our best understanding of what's going on. I, I completely agree, Justin. And, uh, you know, we have someone wonderful on, uh, that'll be joining us and, you know, able to share the knowledge and all that stuff on, uh, a lot of these myths, you know, these masturbation myths, right, Justin? Oh yeah. We got Dr. Ashley Winter. She's fantastic. And, uh, I think it's a great interview. We had a lot of fun. We had a lot of laughs and learned a lot of stuff. So we wanted to bring someone on 
who is a sexual medicine specialist. And we want to welcome Dr. Yes. Ashley Winter, who is a certified yes. board certified urologist practicing in Portland, Oregon. She has completed her fellowship in sexual medicine. Um, and we want to thank you for coming on, uh, Dr. Winter. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's, uh, you know, I've, I've known uh, Justin particularly for a really long time, and it's so awesome to be like meeting up, up, up with you over this format and talking about, you know, some really uh, important topics or dispelling some really crappy, uh, <laughs> bad information. <laughs> yeah, just as important. <laughs> I agree. And I'm, we're really happy to have you on. But I think let's like we talked about nofap and master and, and semen retention a little bit but it all is kind of based off of the sexual activity and this masturbation so before we really get into those concepts let's just talk about really masturbation in general because that's what these ideas are are kind of based off of um is there an advantage or, or is there is there an average amount uh of masturbation for guys that's considered normal um is there a level that's like too much so, you know, I, I, I had a little bit hard time trying to find like an exact average for this. Uh, I think if you look at population studies, let's say on teenagers, um, you know, around the age of 14, 15, uh, it's probably like the peak uh, rate of masturbation. So yeah, uh, your average, like 14, 15 year old is probably <laughs> masturbating, like, you know, possibly even every day, but at least several times a week. And then as you get older, it's less frequently. And then, uh, you know, m probably throughout your lifetime, I'd say the average male maybe is a masturbating one or two times a week. Uh, certainly there are people who do more. Certainly there are people who do less. But, um, you know, I, when I mention all of this stuff, it's not about what's normal or, or abnormal. I, you know, I'm really just com commenting on like population averages, right? right. So, um, you know, masturbation is normal. It is a part of human behavior for males, females, you know, every gender. Um, and yeah, so, so a specific number shouldn't really kind of define um, what's normal or abnormal, but yeah. You know, uh, you know, on that note, a lot of my patients come up and, and one of their favorite questions to ask is, you know, is there a point, you know, doc, that you can tell me that I am just masturbating too much? Like, is there a way for me to tell? Right. No, yeah. this is important because some people are not sexually active with a partner and they are masturbating and they do have this desire. So it's a great question. I agree. And, you know, with all behaviors, right, you take an activity that's a positive activity or a fundamentally neutral activity. And when you overdo it, obviously, then it can become bad, right? So, uh, you know, even I think we have to get past the, um, you know, kind of deeply embedded societal uh, influences that say masturbation can be bad, oftentimes, you know, linked with certain kind of religious uh, uh, backgrounds mm. um, and say that this is positive, this is good, this is normal, but certainly even when it's positive and good and normal, uh, you know, too much of it is is bad, right? I mean, if you eat, uh, you know, 30 kale smoothies a day, you're probably going to be like, I don't know, having explosive diarrhea, even though <laughs> kale smoothies are great. Right. But, Might just be one. Right. Might just be one, so, but... <laughs> yeah. So I, I think when you talk about any kind of... Um, issue similar to that, uh, you know, you really define what's too much is not like a specific number, but is it a, you know, interfering with your daily activities, your life, 
Um, and is it causing distress, right? So if it's coming to the point where you're like, um, yeah, like, you know, getting in a fight with your girlfriend every night because of how much of you're masturbating, uh, for some, I, I mean, and not like in a way that this person is a super crude and stigmatizing you for it, but like, yeah. let's say you missed going to Valentine's dinner because you couldn't put down the porn, like, <laughs> right. I don't know, no, like, that's fine, a that's, a, that's a problem, right? Like, right. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think that should be the main, um, you know, the main kind of differentiating factor. I don't know if you guys have any specific thoughts on, on that. I think that, I think for me, when I think of, I think of like almost like sexual addiction, addictive personality, exactly what you said, where it's one of these things where does it create conflict in your life? Is it, whether it's personal or in relationships with other people, or does it conflict with your, with your work life as well? And if you can start answering yes to these things, um, then I think it's something that you have to consider, or, you know, uh, masturbation's great, sex is great, and you should enjoy yourself. But there's a threshold, like you said, for, for anything. And, and if, and I think of, for me, I always think of people in the same manner of whatever, maybe it's social media addiction, maybe it's something else. Like if you're mm -hmm. looking at your phone, you're looking at porn all the time, or you're thinking about masturbating more than you're thinking about something else, maybe that's probably, you should probably think about, about talking to someone about it. What totally. do you think, Jeff? And it, oh, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with both of you guys. You know, like, I, I think when it's like, causing an impedance on you know your daily life like what you know if this is solely everything that you're thinking about then you know it's, it might might be an issue you know so yeah. yeah totally and it is important you know with kind of as i was alluding to kind of you know deeply embedded societal stigma around masturbation to differentiate you know feeling negatively because you have um you know, kind of like an overuse of masturbation versus feeling negatively because you are, have latent stigma guilt. associated guilt, with right. a normal the amount of, of masturbation. Right. So, and right. that is an important, like if you're, you know, fine, if you're doing your, you know, jerking off three times a week and, and it's not interfering with your life and you're happy and whatever, like, don't feel bad about that just because right. somebody at some point in your life says like, Oh, you could, you know, your semen or wasting your seed or something like right like right that because, no yeah. it's a real thing people do say that it's a real thing <laughs> yeah and, for sure yeah so you know i think this is this next question kind of gets us turning and starting to think about this idea of uh semen retention and nofap is like does the idea of masturbation does masturbation actually affect your testosterone levels because a lot of the concepts that we get into with semen retention, nofap, are these claims that it boosts your testosterone levels, your hair gets better, your, you know, your skin looks better, you're more focused, you're stronger, your muscle mass. Is there any basis for this? So, and, and with starting with masturbation, and then we'll lead into holding off on masturbation. Yeah. You know, it's a really interesting comment, the idea that, that having higher testosterone levels leads to better skin because if you've ever talked to any dermatologist uh half of their acne management it has yeah. it, particularly in females has to do with lowering testosterone levels right, right? like medications like spironolactone uh oral contraceptive pills all which lower your bioavailable testosterone and why do you think teenagers have a ton of zits it's because <laughs> like they have these outrageous testosterone levels right. so yeah so i mean it's so hilarious to me that like somebody would come out and say something that's categorically false like 
you know, not masturbating raises your testosterone levels, but also that these people have made the leap that having higher testosterone levels from not masturbating gives you better skin. Because if that was, if you were having higher testosterone, you might have worse skin. <laughs> like, oh, it's true. Know, so, we give it, we give like, testosterone to patients all day. The, the, the questions that we commonly ask, do you have breast development? And do, how's your, do you have any new acne? These are common questions right. we ask when we give right. patients testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> right, which is it just undermines so much the people who are online kind of advocating this stuff are just laden with pseudoscience and you know a, a lack of understanding of human physiology. So uh, you know at its core, there's just like layers upon layers of nonsense. So uh, and it and it's tough because if you're seeing you know. 10 million videos on TikTok right. talking about this benefit, it is hard as a lay person to cut through that garbage. And I don't fault people for, for believing that because you see it again and again and again. I mean, I've probably tried like weird, you know, TikTok makeup hacks, uh, like, you know, putting a spoon on my face to do my eyeshadow and it never works, but like, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> at least that's like something really more basic. Um, but, um, you know, in terms of the question about uh, like masturbation or lack of masturbation raising your testosterone, so I I think really interestingly, some of this may actually originate in a misunderstanding of of actual medical literature. So um, there's actually, and I, I pulled it up. There's actually this paper um, in World Journal of Urology from 2001, um, yeah. and you can look it up. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but oh, I have like it Ender up. I, have, I read it. Yeah. Oh yeah. So so endocrine. And the title is endocrine response to masturbation induced orgasm in healthy men following a three-week uh, sexual abstinence, right? So what does that study show? It showed that when you compared a group of men who were healthy, who hadn't masturbated for three weeks uh, or had abstained entirely for three weeks and ones who hadn't, that after masturbation, after orgasm, that the people who had been abstaining had a higher like post-ejaculatory testosterone than the people who had not been abstaining, right? Now, the really key thing is that the the blood levels of testosterone in both groups at the start of sexual activity was exact was the same right so right. what people are trying to achieve with abstinence with not masturbating is the idea of what your this idea that your baseline testosterone level goes up from not doing that right like you have a higher baseline serum testosterone you're going to have like big muscles and you're going to go to the gym and you're going to like crush it and you know th this study did not show any difference in that level right all it showed was a temporary temporary higher level of testosterone post ejaculation in people who had abstained. And that does not correlate to your baseline testosterone levels at all whatsoever. Um, so, so, I mean, it, it showed something interesting, but then that, I, I believe this is truly the beginning of like a misinformation, uh, like, uh, you know, just, just, uh, what do you call it? Like, a kind an of avalanche like a, of like yeah. you know yeah. like it a, sets off the dominoes yeah. <laughs> you know basically for right. you know making something bigger than you know what we're seeing in this paper just like you said it's just a transient increase right your 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 level plasma testosterones are still the same whether you've abstained or not 
you know, so. Yeah. And I think, and then there's also importance to understand the difference between clinical significance and statistical significance. All of these guys, their testosterone levels were normal at, you know, prior to masturbation. It's not like they had like very low testosterone and they were at a problem, had a level where their level was low. And then it shot up to a clinically significant where they're no longer having levels of low testosterone. I mean, once it's above a threshold, according to our current knowledge of literature, is that, you know, you're good. And it, and that transient difference didn't really mean anything, even though clinic, significant, there was a number that said to be significant. So what does it really mean at the end of the day? Exactly what you said, uh, you know. Holding Probably it in <laughs> didn't do didn't do Jack, you know. <laughs> and and here's anything. the irony. Here's the irony, right? Like once those guys who had abstained for three weeks ejaculated, then they were in the other group. By definition. <laughs> so the next time after that that they masturbated, their post ejaculatory testosterone level was exactly the same as all the other dudes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like it's yeah. who cares? I mean, like right, who right, right. cares? It doesn't make difference like and it's true somebody who doesn't know understand understand physiology misinterpreted this probably put it in some garbage like magazine being like look yeah. at this study guys who didn't jerk off for three weeks had higher testosterone levels and that gets quoted and that gets quoted and that gets quoted yep. and that gets quoted and you know here we are uh 10 years or is it 20 or 21 years after that wow. study yeah wow. and just think of all the people who have abstained because of like this snowball effect of this insane, like, nonsense. listen, those TikTok <laughs> videos have been viewed bi- a over a, a billion times. Yeah. These, this topic has been viewed on TikTok over a billion times. And they're like, right? a lot of support. I will tell you, people like, love it. when I was in fellowship, so this is like five years or so ago, I went on a date with a guy I met on an app and he was going on and on about like how he was practicing abstinence because it was making his testosterone levels go higher. And I'm like, I'm a urologist. I'm in a sexual medicine fellowship. That is not true. And he fought with me and he did not That's agree. Crazy. And I was like, dude, <laughs> I am like a physician in, with expertise in this area. That article you read is bogus. And like, <laughs> it's like this weird like abstinence cult and he oh it's a huge thing it's crazy didn't agree with me and i was like a like b you know you're undermining my like professional training and b like i don't want to date some guy (laughs) who's abstinence only like i like (laughs) this guy was not so so what a move to put it up on the first date just putting it out there i'm yeah. gonna have great skin but i'm not gonna have sex with you. Like, like something a woman doesn't want to hear unless she like like it was That's this amazing. weird like reversal of like prudishness or some shit like where women are usually like you know oh i want to save my flower and this guy. yeah yeah it's like i want high testosterone i'm like that's stupid um and then he asked wow. me out again and i was like absolutely not <laughs> wow that's so, amazing yeah it's real guys it's real it's out there yeah yeah maybe this this was the first this was the first covid anti-vax people you know like the first misinformation path but um all right so you know going off of this because another reason why people are on this no fap semen retention is this concern where people are convinced if you masturbate a lot it puts you at increased risk of prostate cancer and i think we have the data to pretty much shut that down right ash 
Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm sure you guys also uh, have the study on that, um, which it was in like uh, European Urology. Was that it? Yeah, it was, um, it was a pretty. Euro- yeah, European Urology. It was, it was a great journal. So. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I think there was an initially a study in like JAM, and then they followed it up like t- with 10 years of like follow up data that was in European Urology, yeah. which is a big journal. Um, and yeah, I mean, it basically showed that if you masturbate more frequently, you actually had a lower risk of developing uh, prostate cancer. You know, I think there is a caveat here being that it was related to a lowered risk of low risk disease, right? right. And, and yeah. not uh, associated with some metric specifically with, with, you know, risk of death from prostate cancer. And the reason I say that is because I think it's so important to not make people think that masturbating is going to cause cancer, but I also think you don't want to get into a situation where it's going to cure it or where people feel terrified. Like they have to masturbate every day. <laughs> That's right? Like, Oh my God, I didn't masturbate today. I'm going to die of cancer. Like, like, you know, kind <laughs> of check all that of these to-do list off. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. Every day. <laughs> every day. I mean, like, I know, like, I mean, I think I was talking to my husband about this once and he like started freaking out and he's like, I don't, I don't jerk off that much anymore. Like, am I going to die of prostate cancer? And I'm like, Oh God, no. Like, just, <laughs> I, I think, the main point being like, just don't worry about it. Like jerk off when you want to jerk off. Don't do it for prostate cancer prevention. Uh, and don't not do it for prostate cancer right. prevention. Just do it when you want to do it. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, a great, it's a great point. It's a great point. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You guys have any other thoughts on that? Um, You know, I think exactly what you said, you know, it should be a tool for pleasure and stress relief and, and not for a cancer cure or prevention measure. I, I don't think that there is really any reason for that. You know, all. I mean, yeah. one, one of the things we haven't talked about is, is just how some people kind of really stress like other known negative effects of masturbation, such as like old wives tales of like blindness, hairy palms. Is this, is this, where true? are you guys? Are you guys over where I can't see you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, all of that is incorrect, and <laughs> masturbation does not cause people to go blind or have sweatier palms or anything of the sort. <laughs> so, you're in the clear. Uh, if, if that was the case, probably 99.9% of the population would be blind. So, let's <laughs> just. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Like, Wasn't there a movie? Yeah, there was like one movie, like kind of like that. But uh, yeah, that, it's true. It's true. We would all we would all be in deep, deep trouble, and it would yes. reveal a lot of truths to a lot of people that you wish you didn't, didn't really uh, want to know about. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we we kind of talked about you know all these potential negative effects, but I, what about really the benefits of masturbation? We talked about you know the prostate cancer thing, and that was a worry. But what are some actual other benefits, if there are any, uh, of masturbating? For, I, for we're talking about men, but I mean, I'm sure a lot of this applies to women too. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I think in general, when you have to kind of extrapolate from masturbation specifically to you know just. Um, sexual activity in general and also, you know, uh, orgasm in general that, uh, you know, there's increased sense of well-being, there can be stress relief, you know, with, with relationships, uh, you know, master, I mean, sexual activity obviously leads to closeness. And I also actually always love kind of um, commenting on, on, you know, the concept of masturbation, even in 
as an aid to relationships, right? So people think of masturbation as something that they do despite their relationship or when they're single, but you know, like if you and your, one of your partners, you know, you're in a relationship, your partner wants to have sex, maybe you're not in the mood, like mutual masturbation is actually like, you know, or partner masturbation or assisted masturbation is actually like a huge tool, right? So like, if I say I'm not in the mood and my husband's like, oh, I'm so horny, right? Instead of me dismissing that, um, but also me not forcing myself to have sex if I don't want to, like one of the things you could do is be like, okay, like let's put on some porn together and why don't you like, you know, masturbate and I'll caress you or like play with your, you know, like, spank your butt or like you know whatever and and i i really like masturbation is just really cool and you know it it can really be elevated and it doesn't have to be something like just touching yourself for pleasure doesn't have to be something you do um you know out of necessity or lack of additional option so this leads us to the idea of semen retention and no fat it's it's literally all over tiktok and instagram so, Ashley, why, why do you think this has gained so much in popularity? Honestly, I have no idea. I mean, why has, <laughs> like, I don't, it's crazy. Also, because it's, you know, based on the demographics of, of TikTok, it's probably younger people. And I could not, in my wildest dreams, imagine when I was, like, in high school or college, people being excited to not masturbate like that is so just true. like it's like, really true so true like what the hell is going on but then again right there's like a whole cohort of people who are into like medical urine therapy which isn't a thing where they like You've gotten deep in that You've drink urine and like put urine on their face and like put urine in their eyes and like no medical benefit of any of that so honestly honestly i think all of this just comes down to a world where everything is commoditized through social media influence. And if you could find yourself being the person who has the secret tips that other people don't have, that uh, there's a lot of branding associated with that. Um, And I think, you know, especially when it's kind of this like exciting, salacious or counterintuitive type of recommendation. Um, So, you know, I honestly, I just, I think it's probably this snowball effect with misinterpretation of primary sources snowballing into this, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of perfect storm of, of, you know, online pseudoscience health gurus. And yeah, uh, I, I, I totally agree with that. But I, I also think the most concerning thing is which, which I kind of alluded to before is if you ask a lot of doctors about this concept of semen retention and NoFap, literally none of them know what the hell we're talking about because the fact is like, these are these this idea or this concept is not brought up like these guys are just doing their thing and i think there's this concept of masculinity and kind of like strapping down and fixing your problem yourself without having to go talk to a doctor without having to you know you know fix these and then this idea of naturally fixing yourself is like very appealing to a lot of people and um and that's worrisome right people are doing things that they consider natural or helping themselves based on literally some of these videos that have like 500,000 views. It's like a 17 year old kid who's not even out of high school talking about the benefits of just him not masturbating, which is crazy. It's like, I'm a doctor. I'm going to tell you this stuff. It's like, eh, I'm going to go listen to this guy who like probably just finishes like 
AP high school history course, you know, like, so, you know, I think that's kind of an issue there, but I think this idea of, you know, not talking about it and just following these videos of people who figured it out on their own, maybe I can do the same. And I think that's kind of where we also, also lie in this problem. So I think it's important for doctors to understand these things and maybe even the younger, the older population, because I see semen coaches. I've seen this on things like no crazy way. apps. Like, yeah. I saw, I swear to God, I saw on clubhouse oh but before i stopped using it there was a guy who was talking about the benefits he was charging about 250 dollars a month to coach you on how to perform semen retention so this stuff is real wow. people are trying to make money off of you 250 a month they huh? swear by it it's can i crazy. just say if you're 17 and you don't jerk off, you're just going to start having wet dreams. <laughs> That's like, true. are any right, of right. these people admitting yeah. that? Like, it's the, like, do, is your semen going to coach going to prevent you from waking up with like ejaculate <laughs> in your sheets? Like, I honestly, like, honestly, do, do they even comment on that? Because, uh, you know, no maybe idea. not when you're 85, but when you're 17, like, you, you, if you don't jerk off, you will just, it will end up in your sheets anyway. Like, it is... That is how that works. Maybe like, they, that's a benefit. I have no idea. Maybe they're like, oh, that's that's a benefit. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so yeah, no, it's 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 very interesting. So you know, is there other than the, we talked about masturbation? Is there any data out there for semen retention of its potential benefits or this idea of no fap and stuff like that? Uh, honestly, I don't. I I have not seen any at all. Um, I think like there was that study which really didn't show anything, as we talked about. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, this is one, one of the concepts we're potentially going to get to is the question of, you know, is there a benefit to kind of retaining semen or not masturbating if you're trying right. to conceive, uh, you know, which is something that me and my husband are, are going through. And, you know, I, if you look at the data on that, uh, you know, there's no reduction in, in sperm quality. Um, you know, with frequent ejaculation. In fact, if anything, uh, like daily ejaculation can, likely leads to uh, optimal uh, right, right. ejaculation. You're probably just getting the freshest uh, mm -hmm. sample, right? And um, the only thing it really does is, is lead to a decreased quantity, which mm -hmm. makes sense, right? I mean, you're like, if you ejaculate once after three days, then you have three days worth of, a, worth of ejaculate. And if you ejaculate every day, then, you know, you're getting like less per time. But, you know, whether or not you ejaculate into your partner once during those three days or three times in those three days, uh, you know, you're not, you're not reducing, uh, the quality or, or inhibiting anything. Um, and so if you choose to do that via masturbation, you just have like a net reduction in the amount of sperm you're depositing into your partner. But, uh, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't have to be a barrier to fertility. So, um, you know, functionally, at least what I'm saying is that in the, in the sphere of fertility, uh, you know, which is the, one of the most common places where we think about, you know, is there a benefit to kind of like saving it up? Uh, you know, they're not really. <laughs> um, and in terms of other things, as we talked about, uh, you know, there's really absolutely zero data that that not ejaculating would make your skin better because not ejaculating doesn't do anything. <laughs> like, so, uh, like, whatever. So no, no, there's no data. I'm sure there won't be um and yeah i mean have you guys found any legitimate medical 
uh, studies showing any benefit to any of this. Kev, <laughs> no. have you? No. I, I, I did a search. I did not. You know, there's a lot of people looking at surveys and stuff, you know, you know, browsing the Reddit forums, but I didn't see any data actually in terms of related to semen retention for it, you know, any support for it. Just yeah, think I think, it. Like I think, if, go ahead. If, if, if semen retention led to performance enhancement, like at the Olympics, would they be like, have you jerked off in the last week? If you haven't, that's unfair. That's unfair competitive advantage. You have to ejaculate right now. <laughs> right now. It would be amazing. Uh, it'd be amazing. I think a lot of this though, is there is this, you know, perceived benefit. It's this placebo effect. If someone it's like, hey, you know, I'm going to get my life together. I'm going to like start working hard because I'm not jerking off every day. Like maybe they just feel better because this placebo effect. Right. You know, and it's like, oh, I'm actively investing in myself. Maybe that is the idea here where, you know, in, it could be anything, but they decided to make it this concept that someone tells them may benefit them. So I think that that's kind of it, um, you know, to kind of kind of flip it on its head, you know, can it be harmful? You know, we, we didn't talk about the benefit. We talked about there's no real benefits. Can it be harmful? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't really know the answer if it's harmful. I think if you're frustrated, I, I could see that leading to issues, but I, I don't know if there's legitimate data on that. Uh, you know, I mean, people like to make jokes like, you know, somebody's angry because they're not getting laid, you know, like, uh, is, you know, would the similarity be like, is somebody, you know, experiencing emotional distress because they're not jerking off? Like, they're edging the know. whole time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I imagine it's not very good for you. It's not. <laughs> but Yeah. I mean, it can't, it can't be fun. I mean, I'll just say <laughs> it can't it, be it fun. It doesn't sound fun. It definitely doesn't sound fun. No. And, you know, if that's something, like we said, if that's something that gives you pro pleasure, it gives you a release from your daily stresses and you're depriving yourself of that, you know, who knows what you may want to do else. You know, maybe you start eating something like an ice cream. I'm just like spitballing here. Totally. But, you know, like there's other things that people do instead. And maybe that's not as fun or satisfying. And and so, you know, it, it, it it's kind of one of those things like, we don't it's interesting because semen retention really there is no strong data supporting it or harming it but like it it really there's no reason to do it it's kind of where no we're at no reason to do it yeah you know yeah. and i think you know it, it, certainly if there's a community of people that have gotten into the borderline place where they're doing it too much or maybe they're you know like watching a lot of porn. And again, you know, porn consumption is also normal. Uh, but yeah, if, it get, if, if there's a population of people who got to the place where they were doing it like hours a day, let's say, um, which is not the average person, but I do think there's a higher incidence with the wide availability of it, uh, you know, then being able to have like a complete out or cold turkey from that and having a community that supports you and validates the experience of trying to get that out of your life, you know, probably has a role. Um, but you know, it, it really should be about like, not not masturbating, but just like a community of judicious masturbators. But you know, that doesn't sound sexy. So like the community of, of judicious masturbators is never gonna just no, never gonna be like a, a thing. <laughs> so uh, but it, I wish it was. <laughs> <You know? laughs> we all support you to jerk off. 
a normal amount. <laughs> like, <laughs> the just amount yes. group, you know, I guess. Yeah, like the I, I jerk off, you know, three times a week t-shirt is not going to, like, <laughs> not gonna, probably a lot of people are going to buy it. <laughs> but, that's uh, awesome. So everything yeah. in moderation t-shirts, like, that's kind of where we're at. That's really life, though, right? Everything in moderation, right? Totally. Right. So. 100%, 100%. So, uh, I mean, you know. I'm just going to recap real quick, just, just, you know, real quick. Look, there's positive benefits to masturbation. A lot of the things that you're hearing about the negatives, such as masturbation affecting testosterone levels. No. Does it increase your risk of prostate cancer? No. You know, um, and you know, semen retention, there's really no data or anything hard evidence to support it. Um, so, you know, Ashley, to finish it off, you know, final thoughts, what are your recommendations for people who are considering no fat or semen retention? Don't, don't do it because if you go on that date that you thought with that girl you thought was hot from the app, she's going to dump your ass. If you tell her that, that you're, at least don't tell her on the first date. It. Jesus, come on, man. <laughs> what a wild no, move. No, That's such a no. wild card move. No, I mean, the, there's no health benefit to doing it and the potential downsides are, you know, jizzing in your sheets and getting dumped and, you know, yeah, being, don't do it. Not being <laughs> so trust, that's my yeah, takeaway. That don't, so, don't not nut. <laughs> we are pro fap, not no fap. I think is is a way yeah, to way to say that. <laughs> awesome. Totally, so uh, totally. we'll wrap it. We'll wrap it up on that note. I want to thank you, Doctor Ashley Winter, again for coming on. Thank this you. was really great. Uh, we'll we'll yeah. definitely have you on for some more fun topics. Absolutely. Um, yes. And and. Uh, Plug yourself. Where can people find you? Uh, I mean, the main place you can find me is online, Ashley G. Winter on Twitter. Uh, that's also my Instagram handle, although I don't use Instagram very much. But uh, yeah, find me there. All right, great. And for us, you know, you can find Kevin or I on our, our personal accounts. Um, but we also have our Man Up podcast website. What's the website, Kevin? www.themanuppod.com. That's right. You can find our podcast, all of our episodes there. You can find them also on and on on any podcasting platform, including uh, Spotify and iTunes. Always re- appreciate you subscribing, downloading, giving us a review, five stars and comments. Of course, you can also follow our our Man Up Pod um, on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. That's also always appreciated. For Kevin and Dr. Winter, thanks for listening. Until next time, have a good one, guys.